0: Welcome, welcome back to Their migrant scholar. Uh, as always, I've got my co-pilot here, Obi. Uh, fortunately, Charles couldn't join us today, but we have an amazing guest for you and that we can't wait for you to meet. So I'm going to let Obi take it away. Please, Obi, do your thing.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Chair Marker. So today we have a, a special guest uh, for this episode, and our special guest for this episode is Yvette Durosini etty I had to get the Etsy part, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so <if laughs> the is to see of her economy, uh, her, her economy uh, a woman empowerment fintech company that offers financial services, networking, jobs, and capacity building to women in Nigeria. Now she, she's going to tell us more about her company in a bit, but let me just share some insights about her background with the audience so you understand why uh, she's a special guest with us today. So, uh, so. If uh, I was a sales and marketing expert with over a decade of experience in marketing, fashion, uh, manufacturing sectors, you know, uh, her first degree was in biochemistry and she's also got an MBA in global business. Now, you were based in the UK before moving to Nigeria, right? And you've also got a passion for women and children, which has led you to launch startups in the past that were focused on disrupting the baby and industry and child industry to kind of reduce poverty and also empower youth and promote access to quality education, which is what we are passionate about, you know. Now you've been recognized for your work focused on women empowerment and its impact on business in Africa. Now, you were also one of the entrepreneurs who made it to the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center's 2021 winter class, Mm -hmm. and your picture was actually on Times Square in New York. Tell me about that. So that's oh like, what's God. up? So <laughs> so I don't know, I'm how does that make you feel to see your photo on Times Square? That's like, that's really dope, yeah?
2: I was super super excited like when when we we're told because we were while we got into the class we we're told that you know this would happen but we just didn't know when so I was like yeah. when they now told us okay might happen on so 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 date I was like I have to yeah. be in Times Square but it clashed oh, with yeah. something another commitment that I had but it was just super unbelievable and the fact that it was done on International Women's Day was very very significant for me because of all the work that yeah. we do you know around the empowerment of women through her economy so and even with my past you know, work and all of that. So it was really, really exciting to be there amongst other phenomenal, you know, entrepreneurs across the world. Um, so it's been, it's been an amazing journey, you know, even through the NASDAQ program, just meeting an amazing coach who was really, really interested in our growth. Like, the way we 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 got into the program, obviously you have to apply, you get shortlisted, but sometimes you might feel like um, the culture in the US is different from the culture here in Nigeria. But they got it. Like you just realize that you know it's just about the ethics and um, the 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 will, willingness to learn. Is there's nothing difficult or nothing different about the way businesses are grown. You just have to have the same you know work ethic. You know you have to be. Have the willingness to be open you know so it's been it's been it was an amazing you know time with nasdaq and they still push us forward for even more opportunities so i'm i'm excited to be part of that program
1: that's really great really great and you were also recently selected for Um, the Microsoft, is it Microsoft for startups program or so? Yes. Uh, so so that's really exciting.
2: Someone on my team actually saw it. Like, I don't even know how he saw it, but he was like, oh, he thinks that this is going to be an amazing opportunity for us, especially because this program is done for, um, startups that are about to scale. So this is not even startups that are just about to start because I I went through the startup accelerator, um, bootcamp or, um, yeah. I went for an accelerator earlier on last year, which was to help us, you know, um, better our business models and all of that which is perfect which was perfect for where we were at the time but this particular accelerator is actually focused on scale so I'm excited you know that we're going through this now because we're about to now scale we've done up our we've redone our product and all of that so I think it's just the right time and we got in into it at the right time especially because we're we're going to do our next raise towards the end of the year so this is just the perfect time to just ensure that all the groundwork is done and everything thing so yeah I'm, I'm excited to be part of the program
1: that's cool all right so first question for you like can you tell us more about uh what influenced your decision to start uh economy
2: okay <laughs> So um, my personal background, so my mom is a lawyer and my dad is an engineer. So growing up, my mom pretty much gave up her career to pretty much take care of us. She had a business on the side, but it wasn't a business that she was looking to scale. And a lot of women are in this bucket. They just start one mom and pop shop on the side, maybe sell shoes, sell bags, sell clothes, do whatever they want. But they're not really thinking about how this business is going to scale to different parts of even Lagos to even start with not talk of Nigeria and then Africa. Africa and then the world as a whole, they just say, okay, you know, I'm doing this income. I'm earning 500 Naira today, 10,000 Naira tomorrow, and they're not necessarily thinking about scaling. But um, after about 18 years, obviously, we had gone into, I had gone into university. I had a younger sister who had also gone to the UK. So my mom decided to start a business, another, like now a solid business, right? But she didn't have the capital to, to start that up. And I realized that, oh my gosh, like this, this thing is not just peculiar it wasn't a story that was only peculiar to my mom it was a story that was peculiar to a lot of women across africa um me personally i was working in um one of the biggest you know manufacturing companies or fmcgs i would say and i had i got a good job i got into the company as a young african talent and you know you have this you know um, route to to progress your career very fast and all of that i had a good salary but i couldn't save money I was basically living from paycheck to paycheck, you know. I, every month, I was always looking forward. Ah, okay, when is when is salary coming? When is salary coming? <laughs> but I started noticing that even people, other people, could could save, like people who had better information, but I couldn't, right? And I knew that this thing was also another problem that a lot of millennials like me were facing. So. We decided to do, I decided to start saving, this was after I had even left the job. Imagine just toiling away five years of my life, not saving a dime. So I quit my job and I <laughs> I started a business. Um, and at this point in time, my salary was 80,000 Naira. Like this is after earning the big box in this multinational, I started earning 80,000 Naira from my business and everything. But I was like, you know what, if a, even if it's 80,000 Naira, your mindset, is all about the mindset, right? your mindset needs to change. So I started saving five um one thousand naira a day. And obviously, at the end of the month, that would mean that I would save 30,000 naira. But I was like, how much would I now have to live this my baby girl lifestyle that I like? You know, so it pushed me again. It pushed me again to start doing other things to give me additional income because I knew that every day that 1,000 naira must drop. So I now started doing, I knew I knew how to write. I started doing CV writing. You know, I started helping people draw up their profiles. This was in addition to the income I was making from... Business that I had, and it just started growing. Growing like I started doing CVs for like I think 10,000 and profiles. And then, the first my first customer was Antifunkia Buckner, and I was like, eh, like if somebody like this needs this kind of service, then ah, it's like this thing people actually need it. And people just kept on coming immediately in less than a month. I moved that money up to like 30,000 because I was getting a lot of um people coming and say, I want to do profile, I want to do profile, I want to do CVs. So I said, you know what? I started earning more money. So I started saving from one thousand naira, little by little, we moved to two thousand naira a day. To the point where I even moved to ten thousand naira a day. So I shared this story with a lot of people, and people resonated with this because the truth is, we actually don't know how much money goes through our hands. It's possible that I was earning that much, and I would have just blown it again. Because I'll have been thinking, oh my lifestyle has improved now, I have more money and stuff like that. But I decided to to be very diligent about my savings. So I shared the story on my insta stories and a lot of women were interested and intrigued at how i was able to save considering being relatable because a lot of people had followed my journey from when i was in my 5 job to now starting a business and you know all of that so a lot of people said that told me that they would like to save with me so we had to do like a savings challenge and a lot of people jumped on the savings challenge, and this was in partnership with um, one one other startup here in Nigeria. So we did the savings challenge, and to my surprise, about five hundred people joined the savings challenge. And I was like, oh my gosh! Oh. Like I didn't realize that you know a lot of people had this you know challenge per se. So we said, okay, you can do either one thousand naira a day or two five or. 4500 so depending on what your income level is and all that you just fit into any of the buckets so we did that and people were able to cash out in christmas so a lot of people were excited so then we built our mobile app and then we was we were called ags tribe So we built our mobile app and on the mobile app, because we had like little um, communities on the mobile app that, that people would join depending on what their interests are. For example, some people might be interested in business, other people might be interested in career, some people might be interested in parenting. So we just had different groups and then we had one that we just called Savings. But the app at the time wasn't really working the way we wanted it to work. So we just noticed that all the other groups, people, maybe we had like 500 people, 100 people in this group, 200 people in that group. But we had one that was savings, and over 1,200 people joined that group. And they kept on asking, when is the savings starting? What are we doing? What is happening? And we were like, ah, okay, it seems like people want more. Because that savings challenge was just supposed to be for a period. Maybe just six months, right? We did three months first, and then three months again. So they kept on asking and asking, and then we just went dry for like a year. Because we were thinking of the best way to go about it, I had approached the service partner that, you know what, we have this mobile app and we can actually embed maybe an API into this app so that we can start saving and we just earn, you know, a certain level of commission or whatever. Because I wasn't about to start, you know, a savings platform. Like I didn't even, I couldn't even think of the financial implication of that or even the financial skill. You know, I was like, ah. This is a different ball game. This is almost like doing a bank. Like, I'm not even ready for that, Wahala. I'd rather just plug in an API and keep it moving. I don't have, I don't want to have to deal with CBN or Circle, all of that. But at the time, they also weren't ready. They, had, they didn't have the API things and all of that that was ready. And I, I had outsourced my um, build at the time, the app build for our community mobile app. So I just thought about it one day. I was like, you know what? If uh, you cannot just keep wasting time, people are asking. And if there's a demand, then you need to act on it immediately. So um we, I, we then got into this accelerator program, the style of bootcamp accelerator program. And they're like, if I start it. And I was like, hey Jesus, I'm not ready. <laughs> I started shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I started shaking. They were like, change the name as well. So then it was still AGS strip They were like, change the name. And we already had her economy. And all of that, but I wasn't, I was like a lot of people, we had invested so much money in building the AGS Tribe brand. And a lot of people, you know, locally and abroad, they already knew about this brand. And we had, we had a lot of impact already. So I was like, is this the right time? So I then went back to the community and I'm just so thankful for this community because they're very, very responsive.
0: So I think your story is also relatable to someone like me, but I'm very curious about I me, mean, cause you've told us the story behind um, High Economy. For you what would you say is a vision i mean if 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 i'm a if i'm a listener listening for the first time and i want to know actually where is this business headed what would you say is the business of high economy okay so we're aiming to become a
2: bank for women globally so we 've seen the statistics. We know that you know there 's a problem with women owning bank accounts, women even saving, women having access to low interest loans. women having access to finance even sometimes it might not even be low interest. it might just be no matter what the interest is, I want to have access to take a loan, and they will tell you to go and bring your head. your husband is to sign you know all those things so we're, we're, you know, it 's just so weird some of the things that you come across, so we 're trying to build that ecosystem. Um, where women can thrive, which is why we're not even only focusing on just the banking or financial services aspect, we're also giving men access to the um to capacity building because we know that a lot of women sometimes they take maybe three four years once they get married start having kids to take care of their kids so even if you're taking care of your kids you can also build your capacity in that time also you can also meet other women so we're very very vicious in quotes about you know some of our monthly events because we know how easy it is for you to not have friends as you're growing um i've been very fortunate to still have my friends from even primary school but i know a lot of people struggle with having friends or even acquaintances or even mentors or just people that you can even speak to and just bounce ideas across so that that community of people who are like minded who know that you know women should be empowered we're trying to build everyone
0: together and give them all they need to thrive Oh, that's amazing yeah. i'm just curious i have another question just as a follow-up question to ask um because you mentioned that um your vision is to become a, a female owned bank or we women bank. um yeah. does this also cut across uh the on banks because i know there are a lot of women that are actually oh unbanked. yes yes
2: so nigeria has the highest number of of women who are unbanked in the world so actually nigeria has the highest number of people who are unbanked in the world and women fit into over 60% of that number. So it's obvious that we need to have this we need to have this bank, you know. We need to have a bank where women are comfortable to go into and they know that they're going to get some of the resources that they need to grow. Whether it's their businesses, whether it's their careers. So we know that the 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 gap is there and we fit um very perfectly in the middle.
1: When you were talking about your events that that uh, you organize for so women, I was like, oh, I've seen pictures and videos of those events. They're really, really, really <laughs> like, they're really, really the talk of the town. It's like, you kind of like, it's usually really big, lots of bedou, uh, like they would say. Anyways, now, <laughs> I know, <laughs> right. So I, I'm curious, um, I know some of the work you do today are kind of focused on helping uh, address some of the gaps we see when it comes to representation in in uh, in, in, in most industry, like the tech industry and all of that. Uh, I'm just curious to, to hear your thoughts on what are some of the gaps uh, when it comes to representation of, uh, I could say, minorities, like women and others in the top industries today in Nigeria. And what are some of the things or recent initiatives you have worked on to kind of help bridge this gap. I know I know you do a lot of work too when it comes to helping women accelerate their career in in industries. So yeah.
2: Okay, fantastic. I love that question because when we were actually looking for a CTO, and women are highly underrepresented in technology, and I I wanted a woman because of the kind of business that we're building, and it was extremely difficult. So some of the things that we're doing is to actually do these our capacity building workshops. So we call it the lightbox sessions, where every week we bring a subject area expert to come and talk to. And educate our women about, you know, on different topics. So this week it might be on finance, and the, another week it might be on something else. Um, and very, very soon we're launching something called the Economy Academy, and this is in partnership with Google. And this even takes what we're doing even further. It takes us to the next level where, you know, women can actually be certified on certain. Um, topics so some of the areas we're going to be covering are like digital marketing and there's a lot of a lot of um there are a lot of opportunities in those areas you can literally sit down in your house and have a digital marketing company that is global that you're having global clients and all of that and there's a huge demand a lot of tech companies want to grow very very quickly so they're thinking okay what are some of the easiest ways to grow and who are the credible people in that industry so um but we we're, we're covering different topics um and these are topics that are Focused on, on the future of work, so you can rest assured that we're you know deep diving into all of this and some of the other areas, you know, even politics. So, we've partnered with a company like Electar to ensure that small women are participating in politics as well. We know that we cannot do all of these things ourselves, so we're, we're partnering and collaborating with all the other organizations who have the expertise to actually execute on some of these. Um, topic. so we're we're very very interested in seeing a lots of women in different areas thrive, and because we a lot of people see us as an credible organisation, um, a lot of people are looking to also partner with us, even providing opportunities. So, for example, um, last year um, when um, the pandemic you know hit and everything, or two years ago when the pandemic hit, Facebook was giving grants to people who were affected by the pandemic and and all of that, and they reached out to us and said, okay, we know that you have this community of credible women you know who are professionals you know we have this grant opportunity available you know and we did like a capacity building workshop to ensure that they understood how to apply and tap into these opportunities so that is why community is also important because if they know that there's a pool of people Mm. in a certain place more opportunities will come to that pool so women need to find some of these opportunities that they can plug into and see how they can better themselves their careers or their businesses
1: that's really good yeah, you know, and uh, just to talk about what you say when it comes to communities, uh, I mean, that's one of the things we're trying to do, right, to build a community around alumni, because we know that that is one way we can help transform education, right, because uh, if you yeah. have alumni, like in a group, they can also be like a pool of mentors for uh, for, 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 for students and all of that. So that's, in, that's interesting. And I like what you're doing with politics, too. Like, I mean... 2023 is going to be a big year uh, in politics. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm curious to see uh, some of the changes you guys do on that on that front.
2: A lot of women, you know, didn't get their tickets, but at least we saw a few women who were successful with their tickets. So at least um, we've seen that we've moved the needle, at least even if it's 10% more than what it was last year. So we're getting there.
1: We need to be involved if we want to change uh, the political yeah. landscape. So mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah. like, young people have to get involved. So... Uh,
0: Yes, really cool. yeah.
3: This podcast is brought to you by IESE Business School, also known as ESA. ESA is one of the world's leading business schools dedicated to continuous growth and progress. Since 1958, this institution has formed global leaders, making a deep, positive and lasting impact on people, businesses and society. ESA Business School focuses on creating positive professional excellence, integrity and spirit of service using programs that enhance transformative personal and professional growth. Think ESA. It's a way to learn. A mark to make. A world to change.
0: I'm actually um, curious about mentorship because a lot of things you do, um, some of these things were probably self-taught or you had some women who informally mentored you, right. Um, yeah, it, these days you have proper coaching classes where people want to mentor you across, um, across certain particular, um, career pathways or generally just mentor you when, cause they see something in you and they want to, you know, groom, you know, groom you to be that person that you're supposed to be. Now for you, um, Personally, what role did mentors play in your own life and building your career and through the different um, pivots that you did with your career as well and um, um, how are you also assembling that within your economy?
2: Okay, um, I think mentorship is super, super important. But I also feel like you don't need to have direct contact with a mentor. So a lot of people are fixated that I, I want this person to be my mentor, you know, and sometimes it puts a lot of pressure on the mentor. So I feel like you should have um, people obviously who inspire you, and people who you look up to people you can ask questions about certain aspects of your life. The first, I think, uh, mentor in my consciousness that I think I had was my sister's husband um i was nine years old when they got married and he used to work in standard chartered so he was somebody that i really really looked up to because he was very um i think his progress was extremely fast when he started and one of the things i learned from him was humility you know i think i think i remember one day he told me you know he had a boss that would say oh she should help him i mean she should i mean he should help her you know i think clean clean his clean her shoes or something and he wouldn't even see it as anything you know but some people especially like these gen z's of today they're like air eh, clean your shoes nah. or what how can i do that <laughs> but some but doesn't like some things like you know some things like you don't take anything from you you know you can just do it so apart from obviously humility he was very very diligent about his work he was very very um knowledgeable you know i learned a lot of things from him you know when i wanted to start a business when i wanted to choose my course of of study even though i was very confused right. but he would just encourage me and say it doesn't matter you know just graduate from school you know I, I i started with chemical engineering and you know at the time i wasn't failing but i knew that i hated engineering math so i knew that there was no <laughs> way in this life that i'll finish with engineering you know, at the point when I would wanted to change my course, my parents were like, No, you're not failing, you're doing okay in school, blah blah blah, you can't change it. So I didn't change it in my first year. So in my second year I knew that ah, if I continued I would just I would just finish with F line. So <laughs> I just went ahead and I changed it and stuff and I changed it to biochemistry. <laughs> at that point because that was the only other thing that i could change my course to and even though like i i loved biology and chemistry from secondary school and i didn't even do anything business oriented like even for gsc do you know why i didn't do business studies that was how strict of a science student that i was so i didn't think it was something that I could have even considered in university. So I just went straight. I just said, you know, it's biology and chemistry. That's the only thing that I, change, I can change to. And I actually like biology and chemistry. OK, let me just change to it and graduate from school. So that's what I did. Yeah, but when I did my internship, I did my internship in a, in a huge pharmaceutical company, I knew that almost that mixing of Paracetamol was not my thing. So I <laughs> then I knew that, okay, let me just graduate from school and go and look for something else that I like. And I like the fact that I was very, very um, adventurous about what I wanted. Like I, I said, you know what, even if I don't find, I wasn't scared that, okay, I've changed 100 times, I will still change again, you know, till I find, excuse me, till I find that place of rest. You know, so I think where I found my place of rest was when I did my NYC. So I did my NYC in a bank, Standard Chartered Bank. And I was just like, oh, I like the environment, even though you know, people complain that, our oh, banking, you know, late hours. Like, I didn't care about the late hours. Like, it wasn't even a thing for me, you know? And Standard Chartered, to be honest, they don't have, like, you know, long late hours, like, you know, the regular, you know, um, local banks here. But it was, we still had, like, long hours on some days and all of that. I still made mistakes, you know? Sometimes, you know, some you you know, everything doesn't balance out, but you still find a way to make it work. But the the way that I, what I loved about it was in my interactions with people you know and i realized that that was my strength i liked selling stuff i could sell anything so i said you know what i think this is where this is where this i can i can build something out of here even though it's not in banking yeah, even though it's not in banking, but something that I like, I could relate to people. So even if it's like marketing or sales or something like that, I knew that that I would thrive in that kind of environment. So I then decided to go and do an MBA, and I wasn't going to be specific because I knew that sometimes I might be, I can be very indecisive of what I want to do. So an MBA would have given me that generalistic approach to to life so i did an mba in global business and it opened my it opened up my mind to a lot of things we had a lot of simulations so our simulations are you know putting you in in the real life um put making you simulate something as if it was real life and you you make decisions and you see if you're successful or not so i really really loved you know my mba experience. So immediately after that I started looking for a job here in Nigeria. And that's how, you know, I think that meant like just having that mentor in my life at the different points. And I've had so many amazing mentors. Um there was a time when I wanted to start um or when I had started my entrepreneurship Life and you know, I was about to. They asked me to pitch. I was shortlisted for a pitch out of a thousand people. They selected five of us, and they're like, "Oh, you know, these are the five, you know, fantastic entrepreneurs." And when I got to the hall to pitch, there were over a thousand people seated. And they were like i should pitch and i was like hell no i'm not doing this and my mentor at the time she wasn't even my mentor at that time she was just somebody who was part of the program and was very significant part of the program and she was like if you can do it you can do it and i was like no how am i going to pitch in front of all these people i give up i didn't even have my product here and there was another guy who had all his products like everything was chat, chat for him i was like hey god she just said you're going to do it and i i went on stage and i did it and i won i won the pitch and it wasn't a pitch where only four people had to decide on the winner the 1000 people had to vote and i was the winner and i won by like maybe two percent or something minimal but it was so significant in my career that i realized that i could actually continue to do it afraid so those are the points where i feel like i think i feel like mentors are super super important that that's instance literally changed the trajectory of my life you know my way of thinking like everything i've done from that point and her name is owen owen she's the president of um Transcorp um group so she's she's been so phenomenal in my career like anything i need like i'll literally just boss her whether it's personally whether it's my business you know she was always pushing for me mentioning my names in my name in rooms where i could never even dream of you know so i feel like you know mentors are super super key i also have another mentor from wimby's um who has also been phenomenal like anything i'm doing you know she would support she would come she would like she was just like an amazing you know listening ear so if you have people like that in your life so it wasn't as if it was like so wimby's gave me her as a mentor like they match made us but um madam owen she wasn't match me she just took an interest in me and you know i reciprocated so now she's like my big sister so mentorship comes in different ways it's not like oh you just see somebody and just say oh i i must this person must be my mentor i mean if the person says oh right now i'm you know i'm overwhelmed i don't really have time but if you have questions just try to build a relationship first and don't be too calculated about it sometimes some people feel like oh i want this person to be my mentor but all they want is a relationship with that person but they must they must put it in that mentorship you know box and name that relationship to be mentor mentee and sometimes it might put in you know, a lot of pressure on the other person so obviously you should have people in your life who you look up to who you are who you are accountable to and stuff like that but everything doesn't have to be legally formalized and you don't have to say oh we must see once a week for two hours and stuff like that i feel like it puts too much pressure but there's so many people even beyond these people that i've mentioned you know that have helped me in my career there's also mr Ken Drew who is also like a family member you know he used to have this um variance advisory mentorship program where he used to help like entrepreneurs like grow their businesses and stuff it was like a mini mba in two days. You come and they train you. He brings also experts and all of that. So, the first that was actually the first ever program that I went to when I decided to become an entrepreneur. And you know, it was just a learning program for me, my mind that's what I was going to because I wanted to learn. But a year later, or, or two years later, into that program, or even being just part of that ecosystem, you know, they just came up with a grant opportunity and said only people who had been to the program. And it was such a small program. So, let's say we had like 25 people in each course. Cohort or maybe 40 people max in each cohort. So they're like, oh, only people who had been were eligible to apply for the grant opportunity. Ah, trust me, fair Joseph. I jumped on the opportunity. And guess what? I was so scared that I wasn't going to be selected because everybody could see my name and his name, you know, as you know, related. But I prayed and I was like, God, let this not take this away from me because I know I put in the work, you know, into that application and coincidentally, I was, I was selected as one of the winners. So I think there were two winners and I was selected as one of the winners. So, and that just helps me like imagine somebody else that, you know, he used to be the MD of Skybank. Imagine somebody else. Um, like that, of that you know caliber, looks at your business plan and says, "Okay, this is a business that you know can transform, you know, Africa and all of that, and believes in you and stuff." And I think that just gave me the confidence I needed at that point in my life. So, like, mentors are super, super key till today. There's nothing I've done that he hasn't supported. Whether you know being a, a guest speaker or a special speaker or something, he would just he would just show up. Our gala this year, he was one of the first people to come. At somebody that is very very busy he has so many things you know that he's doing with his time so people like that are super super key and you know this is somebody that he's he's actually not my direct uncle he's actually my husband's uncle but he's taking a lot of interest in the work that i do so i'm just super grateful for you know some of these people that have helped me at different points in my life yeah and even, even in investments, you know, there's, you know, Dr. Toye Akidele, you know, who has also helped me give, provide, He sponsored some of the projects that I've done and, you know, to give grants to women as well. So they're just different people who would help you on your journey. And it's important for you to, you know, identify them and also provide value to each and every one of them as well. Don't just be a taker. Yeah.
0: Also be a giver. Yeah. yeah. So providing, providing yeah, yeah. value is very important. that's what you, I think from your own take as well, it doesn't have yeah. to be very formalized as we try to make it this day it could also be very informal it could people it could be yes. people that are close to us uh, it could be people that we meet on our career journey as mm-hmm. the case may be um yeah obi you wanted to say something yeah
1: no i was just gonna say just staying on the mentorship stuff a bit and saying like you know so one of the things we do at Alumni unite is to uh also help provide that platform that can help people get the mentorship they need, right? You know, and because we know how important Mm -hmm. it is to people, you know, and, um, one one follow up question I had for you was to, you know, today a lot of people focus on getting like career guidance at the early stage and now focus on mentorship much later in their career when they feel like, Oh, in fact, some people try to get a mentor when they think they are in, they're not making progress and all of that like what your recommendation or what are your thoughts on on when should people actually seek a mentor like should it be much earlier in uh the career or even when they're a student like uh, at what point do you think it's better to kind of try and get a mentor so you can have you can make the right decisions uh in your career or, or just in life in general like because we have we have students I would say who will be listening yeah. to this too so yeah um, and our goal is to see how can we make sure that they're making the right decisions and and seeking people that can help them get the right help them with the right insights that um, to, 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 to kind of make the right decisions to navigate life and and, and work so go okay
2: ahead. I think it's is super super key to have mentors as early on as possible because the truth is, and you can, and it's important to also know that you might not find all the qualities you want in one person, you know, and that's why I describe the different sort of mentors I've had over the course of my career, whether it's business, whether it's um, personal life, whether it's um, career-wise. So, um, it's it's very very important for you to have people, like I said, that you're accountable to, people who can also share their own experiences. You know, there are times in life where things might be going bad for you, and if your mentor tells you. Babe, I've been through this thing. It's not only peculiar to you. You come out of it. You'll feel better about what you're going through. Which is why I say it's important for you to do things early on. You know, I've I've had um, times in my career where I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I cannot I cannot get past this. But that's all you, uh, uh, this one is small i lost billions and i bounced back from it right and you would be like okay if this person could do it and they're not lying and you know it's important for you to have people who are also realistic and who are also real and relatable because some people a lot of like especially older people i've seen in my own experience they forget the beginning of their journey they forget how hust- how they had to hustle how they had to go to somebody's you know office every day for hundreds hundred days before the person answered like dr c one time he told me he had to walk on on the streets of new york door to door as in he knocked on over 100 doors before he got a yes you know imagine and this these are doors that he didn't literally know anybody inside so you and you know it's 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 very very key for you to have or listen to those experiences because you just feel like people just dropped from the sky it's impossible i know somebody who became a billionaire from only one customer You know, and I know people who it took them hundred customers hundred customers before they hit their first million you know so it's important for you to know the different experiences and just know that because your own is like this doesn't mean that you're a failure you know you might fail at different businesses before you get to your your hit business right you know when I spoken to he said you know what if I started a business you know one time and the business at the time didn't really do well it was a I think it was like a book business right and he was trying to digitize like um books like a library or something like that but that didn't really work but there are people who have done that same exact business that it worked for them so guess what it wasn't just the right time for that business it wasn't as if it wasn't a good business right and he's gone ahead to start or or co-found you know businesses like you know andela and Flutterwave, and you know now he's doing a future africa so there are just so many things that can happen along the line and it might just not be you to execute that business or it might just not be the right time or you've not just met your You know, destiny helper, they're just different factors that affect, you know, the success of a business or a career. You know, personally, I was in my, in, in, in a job for five years and I wasn't promoted, you know, but I was, I didn't realize, I was frustrated at the time, but I didn't realize that God was keeping me there to learn something. I didn't even, I didn't realize that, okay, if you need need to develop your writing skill, that was probably why you were in this thing for such a long time. Or you needed to even understand, you know, the corporate social responsibility aspect of things. You needed to understand impact work. You know, I didn't really understand at the time I was like, they didn't choose me for the marketing, you know, department that I want, you know, how come every other person that has come in after me that I even, I probably even helped, you know, they had already been progressing. I was happy for them, but I was just thinking, ah, why is my own like this? You know, I was just, you know, sometimes you just don't know, but it's important for you to also be happy for those people because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, you're, you're going to be fine, you know, so, and now all of us are back, you know, everybody's now, you know, doing okay and stuff like that and guess what it might you might not even do okay immediately it might take you another 20 years and then you meet a destiny helper or you you start up you get one idea that will just you know you just become a billionaire overnight like you know, different things just happen there's time and seasons you know you might even be up today and be down tomorrow and it might be somebody you've helped you know 20 years before that's why it's also good to help people that you know can just come back one day and just you know help you you know later on in life or you might be the one that's pulling somebody else up you know they're just you know times and seasons so it's important for you to know that there are times and seasons and you know you need people to help you like you're not an island you know people are the ones that are going to mention your name in rooms that you're not you're you, you can never be in and i've gotten so many people put my name forward and that's why visibility is also important because when you're visible that people will also remember you if you're just working in silos and nobody knows what you're doing you're empowering women but you yourself you're not empowered you know things like that there are different ways to look at it so it's important for you to be visible build your own brand you know leverage social media social media is free at the time when i first started posting a lot of things and you know identifying myself as a relatable entrepreneur a lot of people used to tell me ah if I, you write too many long stories on instagram like was the time it was like i was even sitting down with my friends and they're telling me ah, if I, your stories are too long after some at, at first it was affecting me and i was like ah maybe i should stop writing this my you know long captions and all of that but one day i was like you see if you don't want to read it close your eyes you know there are people who are interested <laughs> in reading this thing you know it's true and guess what i i real- now companies are telling me to come and teach them about storytelling like huge conglomerates and i'm just like ah uh-uh. imagine if i had stops and that's why it's so key for you to be your authentic self you know I, I i didn't even know that those captions were long when i was writing my book it was supposed to be a video Right? I, I didn't think I was writing a book. I just, I wanted to do a recording to teach people how to write grants. And then my, um, the person who was doing the video recording, when she looked at my notes, she was like, ah, if I would like this thing to be an ebook. She didn't do the recording again. no She was like, she needs it as an ebook, even her, as herself. The next thing I was like, okay, let me just flesh out the points to make it an ebook. Before I knew it, as I was fleshing it out, another friend of mine said, oh, add this other thing to it. I typed out 190 pages by myself. So is it Instagram caption that will not be a problem for me? (laughs) Do you understand? So I touch everything top to bottom by myself on my laptop. Like a lot of people, they will first talk to somebody and editor will not write it for them and stuff like that. I never had been an author as one of my aspirations in life. It was never, I never envied authors. I didn't even know the importance of writing a book. I didn't even think that people would think it was a big deal. But when we launched it, ah, it was as if the canker worms, well, let me not say canker worms, cause that's a bad word. It was as if something just exploded. Like people were just like, ah, you know, this book, oh, so transformational. I read it and then, you know, I got a grant. I did this and, and I was like, oh my gosh, just imagine if I just let people, like what people were saying affect me. Like it's it's so important for you to be your authentic self because those people then now come and meet me and tell me, oh come and teach me how to do this. You know, I was just like eh, hey, I should teach you. Are you serious? <laughs> you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. such is life.
0: That's a very 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 yeah. um insightful story and also very related. But I think for me to take away from your conversation, the importance of being your authentic self. Uh, You're you for a reason. And the the conversation about time and season, sometimes some things are not just right. The market is not just ready, you know, for what you were about to release Mm -hmm. to the market. And then it's also important that Mm -hmm. we are able to tell the story, which probably takes me to the next question I was going to ask you. Because when we think about mentorship, yes, it's relationship, but it's you need to also sometimes you learn from other people's stories as well you know telling the stories and making the stories mainstream as well because Mm -hmm. people can be mentored you know by reading your your contents or having a relationship course, with your you life as well. story yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, from your own perspective now thinking about Africa where we stand um, there's a lot happening for us now especially within the fintech space Um, a lot of attention has been drawn to that space a lot of promising entrepreneurs your your best your uh, startup, our startup as well so there's a lot happening right Um, there's it's important to start documenting all of those journeys as well for you what would you say how would mm-hmm. we bring this thing when, when we speak about mentorship now what would you what would be your advice about bringing mentorship mainstream especially for africans um how can we do this successfully and what would you what is the role of them private sector in more like um exploding or expanding on all of this little initiatives happening here and there What what's your take on this
2: I feel like making mentorship mainstream. I think you guys are actually doing that. So obviously sharing people's stories and making it accessible digitally. You know, it's like, like I said, I, I have men like Oprah Winfrey is my mentor, but she's never met me. I love, um, ah, what's my sister's name? The person who married Prince Harry. I love, love her. Like. You know, I, I love her story, mega Marco. Oh my gosh. Like I feel like we're going to see very soon and I'm just going to hug her and I'm just going to be like, oh my gosh, girl, you know, <laughs> I, like you, you got this and you, know, you inspire me. So these are people that I've never met. And you know, I know that I'm even going to meet Megan Marco, so let me not say I'll never meet her, but I know that soon I'll meet her. Right. So, um, I feel like it's important for you to have platforms like this, and this this kind of platform would actually make it accessible to a lot of people. Like if you know that, okay, you like ephederal similarity, for example, and for example, I'll post it and say, oh, I did this podcast. People who feel like, you know, they want to connect with me, they can listen to it even if they cannot access me personally. So it's important for you to start reading reading about these people understanding their own pain points and how they were able to navigate through some of those challenges and it's through platforms that you can, you can definitely not talk to everybody on on a one on one basis, but you can start tapping into um into them like this so for example megan markle did i meet her i've done so many interviews when she had her first baby when she had Archie, which is my nephew by the way like i had like uh, because a lot of people know that i love i love her so much you know a tv station actually contacted me and said oh they would like me to come and talk about it and this was a a, a nationwide tv station so i'll just package everything and I say see you've been my sister since you know this is how much you know i, I love you and all the things that you you've been doing and i understand your pain." Point, you know how you move to canada like you can you can share some of this experience that like, this is this is not obsession by the way i just <laughs> like her and what she stands for i'm sure you guys know that yeah. there was a there was a pots and pans um issue that happened back in the day i think she was nine years old and she had to send an email to the company talking about the ad that she saw you know, online where they were making women look like, oh, their place is only in the kitchen and all of that, and it made the, I think it was Procter & Gamble, actually, I think it made them change the ad, and made made them change the copy of the ad, and I was just like, this is somebody who has been speaking up for girls and women since she was very, very young, so I really really connected to that, and I followed her story you know, from when I was conscious enough about her, you know from when she was in suits, before she even decided to to get married into the royal family, so it's not, it's it's So I just love what she stands for, right? So it's important for you to be able to learn from these people. I just see how they navigate challenges. And even though they might, you know, some of these, they're human, right? They might mess up at some point. I always tell people, don't put me on any pedestal. (laughs) because I can fall anytime, you That's know, so just leave yeah. me. I'm just living my authentic life, very key. Don't put right. any pedestal low no, please, because this life is one. And I, I also like to enjoy myself too. And there are some times right. that you might just not live up to people's expectations, you know, and a lot of people have very, once they put you on that pedestal, they can never bring, they can never just think that you're normally like a normal human being again. So it's important right. for you to know that people are human and they can make mistakes. And it's also okay for them to make mistakes the same way you can also make a mistake, right? So yeah, yeah it's important for you to be able to find those uh, mentors. And even though you cannot connect with them, you know, reach out to them or connect with them through some of this, can, this you know, podcast and, you know, their TV interviews and all of that. And just understand that, you know, mentorship doesn't have to necessarily be one-on-one. We can actually you know connect um digitally as well and the world is digital now you
1: mm. know yeah yeah I, to- I totally agree with that so uh i do um you know we're gonna do a lightning round uh soon where we can just ask you like <laughs> some questions to hear your thoughts about them uh you know so what you okay. talk about when uh, connecting with people even though you can't meet them in person uh so i do follow a lot mm-hmm. of CEOs and. Uh, so i have a bunch of youtube videos i watch and learn about mm-hmm. them you know um mm-hmm. th- and that's the way i kind of like get mentorship from them without even yes. meeting them in person right so uh there a lot of people in the business world this former mckinsey leader um that's I, I can there's so many names to call so i i will not start calling them here all right so well funny enough one of the questions i'm going to ask you for the lightning round is which current ceo or former CEO do you admire the most? <laughs>
2: so um i'll bring it home like to nigeria and, and unfortunately or, okay. or fortunately for me she's also my mentor um owen oh, nice. i love what she stands for i love that she and i love dupe and they're both in the same company right so dupe is the ceo okay. of TransCorp, um the hotel and um, owen is the ceo of, of Transcorp group um so dupe is somebody that i i don't know personally we've met like twice but i don't know her person we don't have a personal relationship but i just love that she loves loves her work and she loves her life. And she shows it. She's not trying to hide her form. Oh, I'm the CEO, so I cannot have fun. Oh, I'm the CEO, and I cannot wear a bikini. You know things like that. I love that they do the work, and the work shows for itself. You know, whenever they achieve like 300 percent increase, both of them are posting it. I love how they're such a power combination because they they work in the same you know company, but they're so they're not competing with each other. You know, they're in sync. You know, um, she's the CEO of the group, and she's the CEO of Transcorp Hotels, and they're just working together. That's what I feel like women supporting women should be. You know, one woman is pulling, you know, another woman up, and you're pulling other women up as well. I've seen, you know, Owen travel with her team, I've seen how she connects with them, and I've seen her being stern like when her face changes like this ah, you just know that okay, I have to sit up. You know, even with me, sometimes she just send me a message that if I What is this? I'm seeing, and I was like, ah, okay. I have to retract and, you know, behave myself again. So I feel like, I think both of them are absolutely, you know, wonderful women. So one is my mentor. Like we have a personal relationship and. And the other is somebody who I connect with her on social media. Like sometimes when I see her post something, I'll just like it. I'm like, hey, you go. Like, you know, I'm hailing you from here. You know, you're my spirit man. You know, that kind of thing. Like I love the way, you know, you're, you're, you're busting it up at work and you're busting it up as well in your personal life. Um, there are also a lot of other women that I admire. I'm trying to even, um, think about their names, even globally. Like I love Oprah Winfrey. I love what she stands for. And she's not ashamed, um, to say what the things that she stands for. I love Viola Davis. I love how she's so intentional about her life, how she, you know, I watched her documentary very recently. I love how she wrote down the things that she wanted out of life and she, you know, prayed about it every day, you know, and she, and those things eventually manifested, you know, and I love how she was able to triumph in despite all of the things that she went through from bullying to, you know, people calling her ugly and, you know, stuff like that. I love that she was able to triumph and be the best version of herself. You know, I love, you know, there's so many people like I love Cheryl, um, the um, COO, she's not the CEO, but she's the CEO of um, Meta now. I love how, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Stanberg but Stanberg. I love, I love how she, she, yeah, I love that she's um she was way older than Mark Zuckerberg but she was able to bring on her experience and she didn't look at it as if oh I'm older than than this guy oh which, what kind of dream does this guy have how is he going to connect the whole world you know she was able to buy into that vision and she stayed with it you know for many many years I love the partnership that they both have and I love that she was also a family oriented person like she put her family at the core of everything that she was doing how she, you know, even though you know, at the beginning of Facebook when everybody had to stay late and all of that, you know, she would say, see, today, you know, I can't stay late. I have I've promised my kids so, so, and so, and she would go, you know, and she was still busting it up and, you know, meeting up her deadlines and doing all the things that she was meant to do. Now she's about to start a new family and she's taking time off of uh, Meta, even though she's still going to be on the board to, you know, focus on her family now. So I love that about her. So I just love how, you know, women, you know, in the workplace are just busting it up um and you know there's so many women who even though i don't know them personally and you know they might have their own personal struggles but i love how in spite of their struggles they're able to still manifest all the things that they're manifesting and making an impact you know globally
0: fab, fab, fab. i mean some of those women are also personal favorites i particularly like by Michelle Obama, like she's my mommy from afar. I I love, 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 love love her story and and everything (laughs) she stands for. Now I have a very, I love her style. Like I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. she's not someone that you can easily ignore. mm -hmm. Yeah. She's, she's carved a niche for herself Mm -hmm. and, um, she's built a brand for herself Mm -hmm. as well. Not very memorable person as well. I have a very, um, Mm -hmm. another question to ask you lightning round. I'm curious, do you have a nickname? What What are you called? <laughs> <laughs> what do What do your clothes uh, ah! call you? <laughs> That's funny.
2: My close friends call me Diesel. Diesel, <laughs> Diesel or Foxy? So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel or Foxy. So my name is Ifeda. <laughs> So my name is Ife Dyer. So Ifa Diesel or Foxy? I, I don't even know where. I think Foxy because I used to have an email, a very weird email address when I was in school. Was Foxy Chocolate? Oh my <laughs> word! <laughs> so Foxy Chocolate. So now it's just grown on them like, ah Foxy, Foxy or, or Diesel. Like whatever whatever we go on them like ah Diesel has come out to play, you know. So I try to I just laugh and we just we just keep it moving. So yeah, Diesel so, or Foxy. So
0: if, I, if I see if I see <laughs> you in Nigeria I could call you Diesel or Foxy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't. I was just like, ah, who knows me as Dizzle, you know? Yeah. So yeah, my close friends call me Dizzle. <laughs>
0: and
1: and, and Dizzle, diesel yeah. sounds like the name for a musician. So
0: chisel my Dizzle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so funny when I and because a lot of my friends also feel like I have a lot of energy So sometimes like even when my aunties hear them calling me diesel They'll feel like it's diesel like petrol diesel like oh energy god and all of that So it's just so weird how yeah. everything, just, everything just intertwines and all yeah. of that So yeah that's, that's
1: it's so weird but I'm yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Let's go Let's mm-hmm. go yeah, it's been it's been it's been good having you as our guest today. We've had an exciting conversation. I uh, uh, enjoyed your, hearing your story about Hakonomi uh, and learning about the impact yeah. you've had on women and all of that. Uh, it's really, really exciting. Um, I'm so so glad to have you, and thanks for making out time to. I join us here today. Uh, I'll just hand it over to Chiama to kind of wrap it up for, the, for us. Yeah, GM. thank you, thank you so much,
0: deal. Obi. And again, thank okay. you so much Ife for coming on, Dear Migrant Scholar. Hopefully, I get to see thank you in you. person one of those days. Um, we get to also do things together, especially yes, for so. young people <laughs> as well. So, thank you so much um, for coming on board. And as well, thank you to the sponsors of this podcast, ESE Business School. Uh, please uh, stay, uh, stay focused stay productive and please continue to remember that you have to be your authentic self uh, if you want to hear more about um, ESF business school please uh, look out for the show notes as well till the next time till next episode I um, bid you adieu goodbye guys <laughs> have a very have a very wonderful day
2: goodbye
0: thank you so much
2: bye all bye all bye
3: right. bye thank you for listening to this episode We're grateful that you stuck around this long. If you want to learn more about ESA Business School and how to get started with your MBA journey, please check the show notes for a link to helpful resources. Don't forget to check us online at alumunite.co and follow us on social media to stay updated with all the incredible work we're doing. Till next time, stay focused and continue to reach for the skies.